1: Has anyone ever just walked up to you and said, hey, what's your story? Has that ever happened to you? Well, it's happened to me. And uh, that's the question I want to ask all of you today. What's your story? If someone was going to write a book about you today, what would the main theme of your life be about There's a young man who's been getting a lot of media attention lately. His name is Tim Tebow. And if you are a sports fan, you will know about Tim Tebow. He was perhaps the most heralded football player to come out of college a few years ago. He played quarterback, and he won almost every award there was to win, including the Heisman Trophy, given to the best player in the country. And he won a national championship for his school. Uh, University of Florida. All through his college career, the one thing you would always notice about Tim Tebow is he would give a testimony of his faith in Jesus Christ at every opportunity. He even wore the scripture John 3:16 in that little uh, black paint under their eyes. And in fact, it was reported that after one game last uh, when he was in college. Google, the search engine, had over 92 million queries to the scripture, John 3, 16. It's amazing. Well, when Tim was drafted into the National Football League, uh, the professional level, all the experts said he would never make it. He was an unorthodox type of player. They said he didn't have the skills necessary to succeed. But what most experts in the media really didn't like about Tim Tebow is that he continued to display his faith to anyone who would listen. They ridiculed him. They even mocked him because he knelt beside the sidelines to pray. But to the dismay of all the experts, Tim Tebow continues to thrive and succeed as quarterback for the Denver Broncos. (laughs) And the experts... And the media, they don't understand it. And they don't like it. And the reason that they don't like it is this. Tim Tebow refuses to let anyone define him as just a football player. Because Tim's story is that above all things, he is a follower of Christ. Who just happens to be a football player. And he's determined that no one writes his story any other way. Now, you know, all of us have a story. And for most of us, there are things in our story that we wish weren't there. But I have to tell you that I've become a big fan of young Mr. Tebow. And not because of how he plays football. But because he understands that the only story about him... That means anything is the one that says, by the grace of God and the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, I'm saved. Sure, we, we all have lots of things going on in our life that we think help tell the story of who we are. We have families, careers, hobbies. But the question for us this morning is, are we defined by those things or by the impact of jesus christ in our life if you were to tell your story today what would it be years ago when i was much younger i had the privilege of meeting and spending some time with pastor rex humbard now some of you remember him anybody remember him now he's gone on to be with the lord but he was one of the pioneers of televangelism at the time that we met his ministry was one of the largest in the world nationally televised programs seen in countries all over the world he was holding crusades filling up stadiums around the world he he told me that he was preaching up to 300 times a year one night while having dinner I asked brother Humbard how do you do it How can you keep up with everything that you've got going on? How do you even have time to study for so many sermons? And he motioned for me to come closer. I leaned over and he said, Bob, it's not that hard. There's only one story. It's the gospel." of Jesus Christ. And he said it's my story. And it's the only one that I'm called to tell. And Bob, it's the only story that matters. You see, No matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, no matter where you are, whether you're seven years old or you're 70, the only story that will ever matter is the one that says, by the grace of God, through Jesus Christ, I'm saved. Everything else won't matter very much. That's the story that will stand. That's the story that I want to define my life. And when we know that that's the story of our life, that's when we can love stronger. That's when we can reach higher. That's when we can give more and take less. That's when we can live to reach up to touch him. And reach down to help others. That's when our story becomes His story. The Lord said in the message translation, He said, Live in me. Make your home in me just as I do in you. I want the Lord to be the author of my story, don't you?
0: Don't go away. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back.
2: The Slide. It's what I liked best at the playground as a kid. I got a feeling of freedom, like I could do anything, and I loved it. Now as an adult, I still love the slide, but it's the Slide Z flashlight from Nebo Tools. That's S-L-Y-D-E. The Slide Z is a two-in-one high-intensity flashlight with a powerful work light concealed inside the flashlight body. You just slide it to reveal. With the four times adjustable zoom, fully deemable beam, and instant on feature, I get a feeling of freedom, like I can do anything.
0: Welcome back to On the Bright Side. Email bobby at onthebrightside.org and let him know you're listening.
1: Okay, someone once said this. Well, I've been rich and I've been poor and believe me, rich is better. Has anybody ever heard that line before? Well, you have to admit that it's our human nature to agree with that statement. Most of us strive or wish openly that we were richer. But I think we should examine that just a little closer. Remember when your mother said, Be careful what you wish for? Well, that kind of applies here. Because when we pray God's will for our lives, it usually involves including Him helping us be successful at something. But when we're sincere, we have to also be willing to accept whatever position that we're put in, including one that is lacking financially. Why would God ever want me to live in poverty? Well, God doesn't want you to live in poverty. But I can think of several reasons why he would let you be there. I mean, he could want to teach us, through hardship, to trust and depend on him. He may know that you would struggle spiritually if you're faced with too much prosperity and know you aren't ready for it. And many times he doesn't want us distracted, tempted with materialism or power at some particular time in our life. You see, the Lord wants to bless and grow our whole person as well as financially, but he knows it's not always best for us. It was Jesus who said to his disciples, it's hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. We've heard that a lot. But what we forget is that just a few verses down from that, it said, Jesus beheld them. Now, beheld, I looked it up. That means he got their attention. He made eye contact. He meant for them to understand what he was saying. He said, with men, this is impossible. With, with no, excuse me. He said, with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. You see, what Jesus was saying is that riches are either a blessing or a curse. And while it can be a tremendous blessing for a faithful Christian, the sad truth is most people can't handle prosperity and keep Christ the center of their life. So I hope the young men, especially, are listening to me this morning. And I've spoken to many young men, and I sense only too well the smell of ambition because I was once just like them, driven to succeed, determined to be young and rich. But the lessons learned on that track were, were brutal. And it blinded me and it distanced me, distanced me from the fellowship that I should have had with the Lord. What I learned during that time is this, that making money is not the purpose of our life, but it can get in the way of it. And our financial condition, rich or poor, should have nothing to do with our happiness and contentment in the Lord. You will be rich and miserable. And you can be poor and quite happy with Jesus by your side. I don't know if Jesus ever spoke a more powerful truth that targets this particular generation than when he said, For what will profit a man? To gain the whole world and lose his own soul. Forward. I want to say again God wants to bless us. And he wants for us to prosper. But much more than that, he wants us to grasp the internal view of things. He wants us to recognize that our life here is but a speck in time. And if we truly want, the formula for success, you'll find it again in the words of Christ. Seek first the kingdom of God and His
4: righteousness.
0: Don't go away. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back.
4: For those times when you need a powerful, dependable light that you don't have to hold with your hands, the Nebo Tools Dual Headlamp is your all-powerful, hands-free lighting solution. The dual headlamps on-off push button allows you to easily cycle through all four light modes, from intense white light to pulsing red beacon instantly. A low signature red light mode allows for enhanced night vision and low light reading. The 250 lumen power LED mode spot beam reaches over 400 feet, and a wide flood beam fully illuminates your immediate area. tough.
0: Welcome back to On the Bright Side. Email bobby at onthebrightside.org
1: and let him know you're listening. Three sons left home, went out on their own, and prospered. Getting back together, they discussed the gifts that they were able to give their elderly mother. The first son said, I built a big house for mom. The second said, I sent her a Mercedes and a driver. The third son smiled and said, I've got you both beat. You remember how Mother enjoyed reading the Bible, and you know she can't see very well. So I sent a remarkable parrot that recites the entire Bible. It took the elders in the church 12 years to teach him. He's a a one-of-a-kind. Mama just has to name the chapter and verse, and the parrot recites it. Soon thereafter, Mom sent out her letters of thanks. To the first son, Milton, she wrote, the house you built is so huge. I live in only one room, but I still have to clean the whole house. <laughs> to the next one, Gerald. I'm too old to travel. I stay home most of the time, and I rarely use the Mercedes and the driver's rude. But to the third sign, dearest Donald, I'm so glad you have the good sense to know what your mother likes. The chicken was delicious. <laughs> Okay, prosperity. I'm going to start by making a statement that if I had heard in the past would have been a a big put-off to me. In fact, it was usually a red flag when I heard this because I usually knew what was coming next. Okay, here it is. Prosperity is the will of God. Now, if you're like me and you you relate a proclamation like this to the last time that you watched Christian television... But since I'm not trying to raise money to stay on the air this morning, maybe you'll hear me out. Because the more I study the Word on this subject, the more that I'm convinced that our prosperity is the will of God. I mean, there's so much evidence in the Word to support the idea that God enjoys blessing His children. The Word says, let the, word, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of His servant. You see, God made it clear throughout the Scriptures that He would make His vast resources available to those who pleased Him. And for the record, those who pleased Him were were anything but perfect. Did you know that Job and Abraham, Jacob, Isaac, Moses, David and Solomon became enormously wealthy people in their time. Well, they were. And the reason was because they all had established a relationship with God and observed several important principles. First, they were obedient. And there is actually a record of most of them tithing. And but But even more important, they were very generous people. And they knew that being generous was God's way. And it it was even in their time when Scriptures like, like this was written, "...the generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters will also be watered." And Scriptures like this, "...but a generous man devises generous things, and by generosity he will stand." You see, these champions of the faith had favor with God. And just like it gives us pleasure to see our children succeed and to be able to give them things, God loves to shower blessings on his children. His joy is in our success. And get this, his idea of prosperity is usually much greater than ours. You know, the church has always had a problem with prosperity, dating all the way back to the dark ages, for greed and power, Combined to corrupt the church and a stand for Christ sometimes meant that you literally took a vow of poverty. But that's not what God intended for his people. The Apostle Paul, he said, let no one cheat you of your reward, taking delight in false humility. And the way I interpret this is it's saying don't walk around thinking that not aspiring to participate in the abundance of God's blessings isn't important or necessary to you. Or that you're too spiritual for it. Or you can miss out on everything that God wants to give you. So I believe it is God's will for us to be prosperous. He invented the idea of it. I mean, He owns the heavens and the earth. And it's His joy to share it with those He loves. But I'm also convinced That true prosperity goes beyond what can be gained in finances or possessions. And I believe it comes to everyone who loves and honors God through obedience, through generosity, and through our praise. So let me say to you what the Apostle John wrote as he opened one of his letters to his friend. He said, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. You've been listening
0: to On the Bright Side, brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo flashlights, respected by emergency professionals, are found in homes and businesses across America. Each weekday, entrepreneur business owner, life coach Bobby Bollinger brings business, spiritual, and practical applications to inspire you to live life to the fullest. Get on the Bright Side with the bright ideas at nevotools.com and let Bobby know you're listening with an email to bobby at onthebrightside.org.
3: If you're looking for something to chirp about, try the Nebo Tools Cricut. It's fun, functional, and more than just a flashlight. This versatile 3-in-1 LED light features a 240-lumen work light, bright spotlight, and intense red light. The Cricut has a unique swivel design that allows the flashlight head to rotate 90 degrees into a forward-facing light. The magnetic base and steel clip provide convenient hands-free lighting. Made of anodized aircraft-grade aluminum, the Cricut is water and impact resistant. The Cricut is unlike any other flashlight you've had before. This light is truly fun, functional, and versatile, and it's definitely worth chirping about. Find Nebo Tools' intensely bright flashlights, including the fun, functional, and versatile Cricut at Batteries Plus Bulbs, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O Tools.com. Use the promo code ChristianRadio and receive a 10% discount on your order. At work, home, or play, for the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way.